0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Young News Podcast. Your host, John Phillips, on this Tuesday, August 3rd, 2021, sharing with you my thoughts on current events, a solo edition today. Sean will be joining me on Friday for a show together. And uh, I have a couple of things I want to touch bases on. The first thing I want to touch basis on, what happens when an employer asks an employee to wear a mask? And this is something that's happening all across the country. And I just want to give my take on this. Um, first and foremost, I wouldn't do it. Secondly, um, if I am going to do it, I am going to ask a couple of questions before I do it. And one of the questions that I'm going to raise is, are we doing this because we are virtue signaling to the people that we're serving, or are we doing it because it's based on science? Now, I believe that people who decide to support this mask policy, I believe that they're in a very tricky situation here. Because if they say it's not based on science, well, then why did you change policy? Um, Why do you all of a sudden virtue signal? Is it just because the media said so? Why did you do so? It looks really bad when for two months straight, you decided not to have a mask policy. And all of a sudden, because you felt pressure from the media, all of a sudden you said, okay, now we have to have a mask policy. So then you're like, okay, well then just tell them because it's science, because we want to stop the spread of virus. And that's a better argument. The only problem is, is that the virus is spread by all people. Viruses are spread by all people. It could be by people um, who are working at a restaurant. It could be people who are being served at a restaurant. It could be people who are members at a club, people who are working at a club. This is something that's incredibly important for people to think about. When you are asked to wear a mask, ask the question, are we doing it because of science or are we doing it because of virtue signaling reasons? And if it's because of science, I want you to ask somebody, what is the possibility of a member spreading this virus? just as likely as I'm going to spread this virus, question mark? And if the answer is yes, and why aren't they, the people being served, asked or required to wear a mask, just like I am being asked or required to wear a mask? Because if it's based on science and I'm serving a table of 10 people and I'm wearing a mask, but the other 10 people aren't, okay? It doesn't seem like I'm being protected. And so this is something that people have to think about. Are we Are we truly facing a life-threatening virus, a very dangerous virus that has the strong, strong uh, likelihood of killing me? And if the answer is yes, or killing the people around me, well, then I think everyone should be wearing a mask, right? In fact, I think the argument could be made that we shouldn't even be having restaurants open in general. And I think even a bigger argument could be made, we shouldn't even have businesses open in general, right? But we all know that there's something else that's going on here. We all see the hypocrisy when a server has to wear a mask decrease the amount of oxygen going into their bloodstream, increase the amount of carbon dioxide in their blood, which is a toxin, by the way. But the 10 people that, they're ser- that he's serving or she's serving at a table, does not- they don't have to take any precautions. They can laugh, they can cough, they can sneeze, they can do anything they want. They can spread viruses the way they want to anytime they want sitting down at that table. But the worker, no. The worker's got to strap the mask on and limit the amount of oxygen going into his bloodstream. I don't think that's fair. I think that there's incredible hypocrisy that if you're going to make the argument that you're doing this because of science, that it's absolutely unscientific to make a person put a mask on when they are going out into an environment where 10 people that they're serving are not putting a mask on, are not social distancing. It doesn't quite make sense to me. Now, if you're going to concede and admit the fact that this is not based on science. This is to make other people feel good. Well, have you done a survey of this? Maybe people feel good by seeing smiles. Maybe people feel good when they're in restaurants and they see somebody who doesn't have to wear a mask. Have you have you, have you you ultimately done a survey to suggest whether or not people feel more or less comfortable with a person with a mask on? I don't, I prefer seeing a person smile I prefer seeing a person who is serving me or my family uh, free of a mask, breathing oxygen, inhaling oxygen, uh, 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 exhaling carbon dioxide, keeping keeping themselves healthy. And look, I guess if they want to wear it for their own personal reasons, that's fine, but it should be up to them. That should be the policy, not to mandate a worker to wear a mask while you allow everybody else who's being served not to take any precautions when it comes down to this very deadly and very contagious virus that has a very high likelihood of killing you, right? But if that's not the case and it doesn't have a chance of killing you and we're doing this for virtue signal reasons, then we're in trouble because ultimately what next are we going to make people do in order to feel good? Right? Are we going to force them to inject themselves with a vaccine that is not legal, with a vaccine that has only been given emergency authorization for widespread distribution purposes? Is this what we're going to make people do in order for us to feel good about ourselves? But notice how at all of these places, specifically private places all across the country, When you are a worker, you are asked to get the jab, but the members or the people being served are not required to get the jab. There is no proof of vaccination that they have to show many people that are in that industry. But when it comes down to the worker, they do. I think this is terrible. I think this is leading us to an apartheid state. I think we ultimately are going to be in a system in which there are people who acquiesce and there are people who want to live free. And the people that live free Will certainly have the cards. We'll have, I guess, the stack. Uh, we'll, we'll have the cards stacked against them. Okay, and it already looks like that when it comes down to the vaccine passports that are going to be issued out in Europe. And thank goodness, thank goodness for the spirit of free freedom, ladies and gentlemen. Thank goodness over the weekend I can click on videos that show hundreds of thousands of people that love freedom in the United Kingdom, in Germany, in France, saying, no, we are not going to give up our freedoms just so that we can strap masks on each other and tap each other, tap ourselves on the back and pat ourselves and say, oh, what a wonderful, loving human being we are. We care so much about people because we like to get vaccinated. We're not like those monstrous parasites out there who say that they want, to kill people just so that they can, quote unquote, be free. This is ultimately the rhetoric that's being passed around. And it's obviously coming from your mainstream multinational corporation, global bodies of government that hold a lot of the power when it comes down to Western Europe and the United States of America. So I did get into a lot my first seven minutes, and I want to wrap this all up. If you are an employee out there and the employer asks you to wear masks or they say that this is now the mandate, we now have a mask mandate, I think it's very important to ask the question, are we doing this on scientific base? Are we doing this because of scientific reasons or are we doing this just to virtue signal? Are we doing this just to bullshit to them and make it seem like we care about them, but we really don't. Let them answer that question. Because it's very important that if the answer is it's based on science, then why doesn't everyone have to wear a mask? And if it's not based on science, where does this slippery slope end? To what degree do we decide to do things, to force people to act in a way that is against their conscience? Because we just want to make a select few of coastal elites feel good about themselves, feel comfortable. It's very unfortunate what's happening. Thank goodness for the protests that we see all across Europe. It is a very, very good thing for us to see. The spirit of freedom still has the amount of energy and enthusiasms necessary in order to say no to the yellow star. No, we will not be discriminating against those who do not want to be lab rats all across the world. No, we do not want that type of world to live in because that isn't even a world to live in, period. It's not much to say to a human being, we're going to stick you in a cage and we're going to keep you alive. Aren't you happy? Aren't you happy we're keeping you alive? No, a human being needs to be free. A human being has a soul. We need to have a soul. That soul needs freedom. Without freedom, you do not have a soul. It's very important that people understand that. And thank goodness again for what we're seeing all across the country and all across Europe. I wouldn't even, I can't even say all across this country because. Maybe in the Midwest, maybe in the Southeast, there is a bit of a live free or die mentality. Give me free, give me liberty or give me death uh, mentality. But as we all know, some of us are in coastal cities. Oh, it's so frustrating. You'll see the virtue signaling all around you as if a mask really matters, as if a mask really makes sense. Look, there is a great demonstration online. The video went viral. It was a man who said, I have... A vaping experiment. I am going to exhale uh, particles out of my mouth that have the same diameter, I guess, of what a COVID particle is, and I am doing this experiment to show you that if you see me exhale and you see smoke coming out of my mask, then it's going to make. I'm making the point that masks don't work. That these uh, vapor, uh, that these particles still go into the environment that I am surrounded in and that if I do have something on these particles, it does not get stopped by the mask, okay? It was a great experiment done. This gentleman showed very clearly uh, in a very scientific way that masks, ladies and gentlemen, don't work. If you want to make the argument that they work for psychological reasons, that's fine. So wear a mask. But do not expect another human being to strap a mask on to decrease the amount of carbon dioxide in their bloodstream. Incre- Sorry, excuse me. Decrease the amount of oxygen in their bloodstream, Increase the amount of carbon dioxide, which is a toxin in their bloodstream, which is not good. Which tell which is which which puts you at a it put puts put you in a situation in which your body is less healthy than it was before you did this. Okay. This is just all of this stuff that I'm talking about is something that you should absorb and at least just think about next time when you look on the front windows of stores and they have all of this information about masks and COVID-19, it's all just overwhelming. And you know what, thank goodness you saw hundreds of thousands of people at a concert in Chicago. Thank goodness you see people packing up bars and living life and being free. And saying enough is enough. We will have to live with this thing called risk. And ladies and gentlemen, I think everyone has to understand that when it comes down to this virus, isn't it fascinating that people are acting as if this thing has a 20% chance of killing you, 10% chance of killing you, 5% chance of killing you, right? It's, It's as if when you watch the news... There is this idea that it has this enormous, enormous percentage of killing you or at least killing an elderly person. How dare you put that elderly person, you know, in danger? First off, if you're an elderly person, you've lived already a good life. If you're past 65, you've lived a pretty much free, wonderful life. You've been a spoiled person living in a dream world, living in a kingdom called the United States of America. Yes, we have our problems, but there has not been a better place to live in the world in a better period of time in the world than being a 65-year-old boomer who was able to live in the glory days of one of the greatest civilizations that ever existed in this world. You have been spoiled, and yes, you have had your trials and your tribulations, but for the most part, you've had a pretty damn good life. So I don't want to hear it how you want to walk into Costco Costco and see everybody else cater to your demands, how when you hear a cough, you turn around really quickly as if you're going to die from cancer from that person's breath. I really don't want to see that. And if you are so scared of dying, then just stay home. If you are so scared of this virus, which has less than a 1% chance of killing you, as a matter of fact, I believe now it's actually less than a 0.1 chance of killing you. If you are so scared of that very ridiculous high percentage number of 0.1, 1%, 1%, then just stay home. There's something called Amazon. There's something called online. There's something called Whole Foods. There's something called DoorDash. There's something called Uber Eats. Stay home. And just, you know, fill yourself with all the mainstream, not mainstream media garbage that's out there. Keep telling the world how wonderful human being you are, and how else how everyone else is so evil for loving freedom and wanting to live a you know, virtuous life out in the open with others in communion, in fellowship. Go ahead, look down upon those people as you stuff your face full of fast food and all that other nonsense that you can order in for as you don't even work out, you don't get your vitamin D, you sit inside and you just tell everyone how wonderful you are for doing your part during this pandemic. Really, just do it, stay at home, no one wants to hear it. So again, I know I went on a little bit of a rant. I know I wanna wrap up what I said. If you are an employee and you have an employer that has a mask mandate, ask them, is this for science reasons or is this for bullshitting virtue signaling reasons? Have them answer that question. Look, I give so many people credit, so I give so many managers credit out there who just wanna be honest, say, look, I mean, more people feel comfortable with us wearing masks, so for now, we're just gonna do it. Fair enough. That person's honest. They're not trying to say it's backed by science. They're not trying to say we're better human beings than everyone else. We're just saying, look, at this time, people feel more comfortable with the fact that we have to wear this mask. And for the time being, we're going to do so until hospitalizations go down and this quote unquote Delta variant goes away, right? Okay, fair enough. But you can also follow that up with your concerns about the fact that we might have a slippery slope here. And we might have to ask the question at what point do we take away freedoms and liberties and we put our health at risk, such as putting a mask on, which decreases the amount of oxygen in our bloodstream? At what point do we put our lives in jeopardy just so that others can feel good? And I think this is also something that you can bring up in that meeting. So, again, I don't want to go too far out uh, beyond this. There's a lot going on. A lot of people are trying to wrap up those last weeks of vacation. Um Look, I mean, the summer's coming to an end. You can expect the fall time for some more nonsense to come about. We are in a situation, ladies and gentlemen, where economically we are in trouble. We are no longer an economy that is a nation of production. We are a nation of consumption. We consume, we consume, we consume, but we don't produce. And that is a problem. And I know what people are going to say. Who cares? Dollars are dollars. People will still invest in our currency. And the answer is yes, for the time being. But what happens when interest rates have to eventually come up? What happens when people no longer want to buy our debt? What happens when we continue to lose our leverage that we have held traditionally against other countries? What happens when that leverage goes bye-bye? What happens when we don't have any leverage with China? What happens when we don't have leverage with the EU? What happens when we don't have leverage with Russia? What happens when we lose our leverage in the Middle East? What happens then? And so I think people have to start realizing that there's a lot more going on here. And you know, also realize how many people, unfortunately, on the left wing of politics have totally abandon the working class and the small guy the small business owner has been abandoned by the left class of of the left side of left excuse me the left wing of politics it's fascinating that when i grew up it was always the left that would come to the aid of the little guy and now they are they are they are in a love affair with netflix with the techies with virtue signaling uh, corporate politics. Fascinating how the left that always took pride in standing up for the little guy, when it came down to all these small businesses that were absolutely destroyed during this pandemic, that have had to drown themselves in debt, that are struggling to live paycheck to paycheck, not a single Democrat is coming to their aid. It is fascinating how they have completely abandoned abandon the little guy and their response is we'll just give you a check. We the government will write you a check. What happens if that person found dignity in the work that they did? What happens if even if you write them a check that doesn't that doesn't solve the problem of the fact that their business is shut down? They don't want to go shop at Amazon with your money. They want to have a business so that others come and shop at their business with their money. But the left has abandoned this person. And I just can't, for the life of me, understand why the average, middle-of-the-road, moderate Democrat, classical, liberal, progressive can't come to the aid of the small business guy or girl and and instead have spent all of their time making sure that corporate America says the right say, says the right things when it comes down to virtue signaling to the world about what a racist-free, sexist-free future we're going to create in the next couple of years in the next couple of decades. Why don't you spend a little bit more time standing up for the little guy? And I don't see it from the left. I see a corporate democrat alliance which is not really that concerned with free speech. Again, along with the small guy, the small business, it used to be that you know liberals tended to like to support liberty, free speech. Doesn't seem to be the case anymore. It almost seems like they don't want to support free speech because they see some conservatives supporting free speech, and they're afraid that if they also support, port free speech. They will be labeled as a conservative by the radical left-wing fanatics that are on their side of the aisle. Very fascinating that they are willing to give up their soul just so that they can appease a radical group on their side of the aisle that seems to actually just be picking up steam, not slowing down. But they've made this decision and they left many libertarians and moderate conservatives out to dry. And as a result, I think that they're going to be a little bit vulnerable when it comes down to having tolerance from their side of the aisle. And it's just very unfortunate that, again, some things that a lot of liberals took pride in, free speech, small business, the little guy standing up to those multinational corporations, they have totally abandoned that platform. They have totally abandoned that ideology. It's very sad to see that they'd rather marry a very radical, very radical, radical left wing of politics, rather than stay in the middle and try to find alliances with those who might be on the other side, but also relatively moderate in their belief systems. But anyway, it's a decision they have to make. I don't know what's going to make of the future. All I do know is I'll be back on Friday with a little bit more on current events, what's going on in this world. And for with that said, excuse me, this is John Phillips signing off on the Young News Podcast.